Hello, and welcome to Mo Story. My name is Joe Enos, and this is a weekly podcast where I cover different topics and provide you with stories from my own life. I'm a gay man, a brother to seven siblings, an immigrant from the Azores Islands, a Seattle resident, healthcare worker, and sometimes just a guy with a microphone ranting. Welcome to Mo Story. This is episode number 15, which was originally episode number 14, which I'm going to title Masturbation, Sex, and Online Etiquette. That's right, boys and girls, get ready. Go get your berry white voice, turn down the lights, get yourself a little cocktail, find your poppers, and get ready. Strip yourselves in, because we're going to do it. Wasn't that an amazing compilation of different types of songs that talk about sex and people's individuality? I know. You're welcome. You can come visit me in jail when they find me for copyright infringement. Shh, don't tell anyone, damn it. Do you remember when you were a little squirt and you started to realize that things on your body were starting to get erect from time to time? Do you remember how you felt? What you did with it? Do you remember that someone probably told you it was a sin to touch it? And that if you masturbated too much, you'd go blind? Well... Unless Patty Duke was beaten off before she said the miracle worker, that's a lie, kids. Masturbation is healthy. Touching yourself is normal. How else would you know how to do it on somebody else? God damn it. Now, if you'll think back to previous episodes, I mentioned that when I was a young man, my parents had gone to Portugal one summer, and I stayed home, and I had stolen a magazine from a friend of mine's mom that was a magazine that she got for her 40th birthday that was of nude men, and there was a whole collection of them. And I took one, I cut out the pictures and taped them into my Tiger Beat magazine, and I would beat off of them all the time. Well, when that scenario was going on, I also got a really swollen dick the day that we were going to pick up my parents from the airport. And the trip to the airport was two hours, and on the way back was another two hours. And when I got home, it had gone down. And so I did the totally responsible thing that any young teenager would do. I beat it even more to get it back swollen because I knew that it would go back down now. Well, hi, I'm Joe, a 47-year-old man, and I still do that. I don't know why. If, as long as I'm not stressed or my head is cleared, I don't have like a lot of external kind of things that are bothering me, I probably beat off every night. And sometimes if it's really sunny outside in the summer, I have to do it sometimes twice a day. It's like, gotta get the poison out, they say. Thank God for proper inbreeding because I have never had erection problems. I have the opposite. If you go anywhere near my butt, even in jeans, just even the cheeks, I get an erection. If you say something a little dirty, even in a text, 
I start pre-coming and then I leave a wet spot. Whenever I meet somebody and they learn what I do, I always tell them I have a no sexting policy when I'm at work. I don't want wet scrubs and it's not appropriate for the light of work that I do. I know what you're thinking, a little TMI, but we're friends. I thought you should know that about me. So in 2019, I purchased this house and I spent lots of time working on it. I mean, to the point of exhaustion. And I oftentimes would go to bed and I would be so exhausted that I would do this thing that I called, I would try to rate myself, which was I would wake up in the morning and either my underwear would be at like my ankles, or if I had my clothes still on, my pants and underwear would be at my ankles. I would look for my phone and I wouldn't be able to find it. It would either be behind me or on the floor. And immediately when I would open it, it would go to porn. And I titled this phenomenon, I tried to rape myself. Well, one night, it was really bad. I passed out and completely did not even know what I had done, but I woke up and I had my pants and underwear down at my ankles, one sock off and half of my shirt off. And when I looked for my phone and I found it, it was on porn. I really raped myself. You know, some people sleepwalk. I tried to rape myself in my sleep. It's normal. Around the same time that I bought this house and I was working on it, one day I was in the back doing some stuff in the yard and I realized that I needed to go to Lowe's and I thought, well, I should go in and take a shower really quick because I'd just gotten up and just went out and worked in the yard and now I was filthy. So I came in the house and I realized it was earlier than I had thought. And I thought, huh, I have a couple minutes. Why don't I go and give myself a little wink? So I got myself all ready for a wink and I picked a video, put it on, couldn't hear anything. I'm like, oh, I guess this one doesn't have voice. So then I click another video and I'm like, why does this one not have sound either or voice? I'm like, that's so weird. So the third one, I'm like, wait, something's up. So I started playing with the volume a little bit more and realized that I was connected to the Bluetooth speaker outside, which are very large and big. And my neighbors who were playing basketball, straight people, heard all of my gay porn televised through the backyard. Now, just so you know, my friend Ruth thinks this is the funniest story ever. And she says she's going to tell it at my funeral. And since I'll be dead and won't be able to tell her story, I'll tell you now. Ruth one time was in a hotel and she had an early morning and she woke up and realized she didn't have a lot of time to get ready. And so she had a toy with her and she put it under the pillow and left a note saying, don't make the bed, but please leave extra towels. When she returned back to the hotel, they had taken the toy, made her bed and placed it on a towel really nicely for her. So that's a funny story, Ruth. Do any of you remember the TV show called Digging for the Truth? It was on the History Channel. And it was about people who went and did explorative digs to try to find ancient civilizations or people in cities that believed to be in a certain area that no longer exist. Well, that would be what it would be like if someone tried to put something in my rectum today. Yes, kids, it's been that long. They would go hunting and looking for this lost thing that somebody once said was an amazing thing that people used and it was great, but... Nobody knows where it's at anymore because it hasn't been seen in a long time. It'd probably be narrated to sound a little like this. For centuries, archaeologists have searched the earth to try to find Joe's rectum, but not with much success. It is believed to be famous for a hump, and archaeologists have searched for years. It is believed to be in the area between the shoulders and the toes. Come with us as we search for the rectum. And once they found it, you'd probably hear me scream. And it'd probably sound a little bit like Tiny Tim. Here's the story of Joe's rectum. It was believed to be very, very good. But since then, 
No one's gone in the hole. It's not a lady hole. It's not a boy hole. It's a man hole. Have you heard Mr. Rogers say that on those little snippets that are going around online? I love it. I think it's fucking hilarious. All right. I think we've covered enough about my hole. So ask yourself a question. When you masturbate, do you fantasize about regular sexual activity? Things you find a little erotic or things that are like, holy shit, I don't think I could ever do that. But when you masturbate, it is actually really exciting. I'm kind of all over the map. It just depends on really where I'm at mentally. If I kind of am in a normal mood and just kind of life is just normal, the regular normal stuff that I do is okay. If things are like kind of chaotic, I feel like I go more towards the erotic or like the, oh shit, I would never do that. But when I'm masturbating, it seems to work. I don't know why. It's a very weird thing, but I've talked to people before about it. And some people are like, no, I kind of masturbate about everything that I'm into. And before you start thinking that I'm like this crazy person into like really crazy scenes, I think that three people is a group and I don't like groups. So mine are pretty boring. Okay, but I'm going to tell you a secret. The thing I do fantasize about is dirty talking. I don't know what it is, but the nastier you talk, the more I'm excited. You could literally just lay next to me and just say a whole bunch of nasty, dirty things in my ear, and I'd probably just be as happy as if we were to have full-on intercourse. Which then brings me to when you're watching porn, and it's amateur porn, not the kind that's recorded in a studio, why do people not talk? It's so annoying to me. You seem like you're interested in this guy. You guys are both kind of hot. The whole scene is hot, and it's silent. It drives me fucking crazy. What's even worse, though, is when then you have this little cranky bottom who's like, oh, 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 or ee, 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 ee. Oh my God, shut up and top, say something. God damn it, it's deafening. Oh, and if you're one of those bottoms who calls somebody poppy, I swear to God, you have like five times max or else I'm going to find you and kill you because like, oh, poppy, oh, poppy, oh, poppy, oh, poppy. Somebody stick a sock in his fucking mouth now. Have you ever met somebody who's like extremely hot and you're like, this is totally going to work? And you start talking about the things that you like sexually and you finally get to that point where now it's like we're going to do some, you know, business. And one of the things that you like is dirty talking. And they're like, oh, yeah, totally. I can totally get into it. Yeah. And so you start, they go a little bit. And then all of a sudden they're like, oh, oh, and your hair is so nice and hot. And you're like, what the fuck? And then you realize, oh, shit, they don't know how to do dirty talk or it's horrible. Then you're kind of stuck because now you don't know what to do because they think they're doing a really good job. Hate that damn situation. Now, I'm going to say it. Don't anybody get all upset. I am ESL as well. English is a second language. But sometimes people with really strong foreign accents, oh my God, you can't dirty talk. It literally just doesn't work for me. I don't know why. It's almost as if it's like it's a parody or something. And I start to then fixate on the enunciations of the words or if it even sounds right or if it even sounds sexy. Don't do it. Even in your own language. Oh my God, that's even worse. I can't do dirty talk in someone else's language. It sounds like somebody's like spitting up silverware or something. It doesn't work. So in my masturbatory fantasy, when you tell me, get on your knees, you are enunciating very clearly and speaking very clearly from the Pacific Northwest or California region of the United States of America. I guess we can call it, I have a basic dirty talk fetish. But even worse than the accents when someone's trying to dirty talk is when they kind of get into it and all of a sudden you realize they're 
portraying a different part of this role. Here's an example. You have this really hot top and he's with you and whatnot and he's talking dirty and whatnot and then he goes, oh yeah, and then you could put your dick in my butt and, and then you could like make me do this one and it's like, oh, 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 hold on, slow down. You're supposed to be the top here. No bottoming right now. It literally makes my brain like, it's almost like de-scrambled. I can't do it. Because now all I see you is with your legs up in the air as a big old fucking bottom and I'm done. Christopher, Christina, damn it. Carolyn! Now, most people today are pretty versatile. Oh, wait, I should probably define versatile for the straight people. It is, you put your penis in, you put your penis out, you put your penis in, and you shake it all about. You do it over and over till you finally know you spout. And now it's the other shout. He puts his penis in, he puts his penis out, he puts his penis in, then he knows that he is spout. We gays call that versatile, and it works without a doubt. Do you sometimes wonder... Will I ever have a podcast without one of my made-up songs? That'd be a sad day, I think. Think of it kind of like this. You're watching an award show, and there's this idiot who used to be a rapper, but kind of was a TV star, and someone else is saying something, and he thinks that they're talking about his wife having sex with their kid's best friend, and so he goes up and hits some other person, and then you're kind of watching this thinking, well, why the fuck is Jada Peanut Smith telling everybody that she's having sex with her son's best friend? I you can't just now go back and focus on that award show. You're fucked up now. Now you gotta worry about Jada Pinkett Smith. And then you finally say to yourself, oh shit, what were we talking about? That's what it's like when a top is talking dirty and they all of a sudden expose that they're a big fucking bottom. There's no comeback. You're stuck now. And I know you heard me say it once or twice or maybe three times, but I like men. Men, men, men. And when I wanna get down to business, I like what's called, my title, passionate fucking. I don't want to hear about your feelings. I don't want you to cuddle me. I don't want you to talk about birds and the bees and all the amazement in the world. We are fucking. Leave all that shit outside. We are fucking. We are men who are having sex. It should be like men having sex. Of course, with a little bit of passion. And if you get too lovey-dovey, it doesn't work. And another thing, when we are in our passionate fucking, don't talk about laundry. Don't talk about the house. Don't mother me. Because guess what? I don't want to fuck my mother. So if I wanted that, I would have just stayed home. I'm your typical man on the streets, a gentleman, kind, people like most of the time, and a freak in the sheets. Shut the damn door and let's fuck. And then when we're done, we look at each other with respect, and we know that that is over, but it'll come again. Let me tell you about Twenty twenty three has proven with a lot of new amazing inventions and ideas. There was the Tesla thing that went up in the sky and it was able to bring back eight people and didn't blow up like one of the self driving cars. Amazing, right? There was a great new podcast that came out about this guy with amazing stories. A most story. Amazing. There was a lot about our Supreme Court and all the idiots who think that they should ban this and ban that because they have nothing better to do and they're a little overweight, like I said before. And um, we learned that many Christian groups hate us. But in 2023, we still don't have guidelines for online gay site etiquette. This just in, ladies and gentlemen, tonight, the people of the gay tribe 
don't have online etiquette. We will come back with more updates as they become provided. It does seem strange to me that we don't have, like, just generic ideas that people kind of follow. I mean, we have everything freaking mapped out for people's gender and expression and their pronoun, but no guidelines for how you should act when you're on a gay site online. Well, I'll start. So you're on a site, and this site might allow you to see people's nudies as their profile picture, and you're hovering over, and you're doing your little dance as you do it, and you come up to something that looks like a giant dick, and you're like, holy shit, and you hover over it, you click on the profile, and it says, big ol' fucking bottom. And then you realize, all the fucking bottoms have these giant dicks with giant pictures, and they're using them as their profile pictures. All right, grab your DeLorean. We're going back to a time, 1997. When I got my first laptop, in those days, the only sites that you could go on was on AOL Chicago M4M, which then gave way to Men for Men and Men for Men for Sex, or vice versa, whichever one, I don't remember. But in those days, it was kind of known that if you were a bottom, you put a picture of your ass or a picture of your face. If you were a top, you put a picture of your dick or a picture of your face. Because nobody wants to see a bottom of the big dick. Because no one's going to use it. Number two. I don't know you. Why are you asking me so many fucking questions? I have had a stalker before on Scruff. And when the stalker would start, it was always tons of questions. I mean, this person, I had to have a subpoena ordered through the San Francisco Police Department issued to Scruff to find that they had multiple profiles and were stalking me with it. If I don't know you, it's okay to ask a couple general questions. But if you start asking me a lot of questions just right out of the gate, I'm going to have a flag and it's not going to work out. Number three, you say you think I'm hot. I showed you my pictures. I think you're kind of hot. Where the fuck are your nude pictures? God damn it. Why do I still even have to ask? I mean, do you not know what we're doing on here? We're looking for dick, all right? Just remember that. And I shouldn't have to ask you to send your pictures. It's not like I'm sending a fucking telegram or waiting for a federal bill to pass. Number four, if you have nudes or pictures of you doing something sexually, like getting fucked or somebody sucking a dick, guess what? We have no idea who the fuck that is because half the time there's not a head. So unless you're going to put captions on the bottom, maybe you should tell us who's in that picture, at least which one is you, and clean your fucking house or your apartment. You take pictures in that place like that, and then you send them to other people, and you think that somebody's going to be like, yeah, I think I want to go to the house that had all that shit laying around everywhere and looked filthy. Yeah, that's where I want to put my naked ass. Number five, while you look amazing in underwear and in a jockstrap, pull them fucking down and take a picture of your dick. Everybody has a nice dick. Just take a picture of it. Times have changed. This isn't the go-go days of the 90s where people were all about twinkasauruses and the muscle dudes. People like everybody. Everyone is attractive to everybody. So show us what you got, baby. Number six. If you have a picture of a picture that's your picture, let me break it down. If you went to a photo store to get a copy of a picture to then take a picture of it and put it up on your profile, you need to get a new picture, dude. And I'm telling you nicely. Okay, I don't have a lot of weird qualms about a lot of things, but if you have a picture of a picture of a picture, people are going to wonder why you have a picture of a picture of a picture. And then I know what you're going to say. I just got a new phone. I just got a new computer and my pictures aren't on here. Bullshit. Every phone today has a damn camera on it. Every computer today has a camera on it 
And it's not like you have to take the disk and put it in and wait for them to upload from your zip drive. Everything's in the cloud now. So don't use that stupid excuse with me. Be honest. Be who you are. Because what I don't like about you is the things you're trying to make up. Like when you say that you're coming to my house and you show up and you told me you were six foot and you're five foot. You told me you were 38 and you're 78. You told me that you had amazing skin and now you look like a pizza box. This isn't going to work out. Had I known all those other things ahead of time, I would have been okay with it. But I was expecting somebody different. Number seven, ask somebody if they want to be called daddy. Everyone assumes that because I'm 47, I want to be called daddy. And I'm not 100% opposed to it. But you know what? Like, maybe I don't want to be called daddy. At least, maybe not by you. And I'm going to tell you right now, don't ask me if I'm going to buy you shit. Or if I'm going to give you leather. If you're going to get those kind of things, you better be fucking hot. And we have better have discussed it ahead of time. When you start saying, oh, will you buy me this, daddy? Oh, will you buy me that, daddy? Will you give me this leather, daddy? Oh, God. It's like nails on the chalkboard. Even worse, it's like having to watch a strip tease where a vagina's out. And you could see it's like sharpening its little teeth on the pole. Or people who watch ESPN classics. Ah! You see how horrible that is? And I'm one of those people that I may like you. And I may be all in. But you do one stupid little thing that, like, makes me wonder about your character. Oh, it's going to be hard for me to come back. I almost have to do the Trump thing, which is like use hand sanitizer on my brain so that way I can like erase it. I am 100% 50-50 a mental fuck. And if you do something stupid that makes me wonder about your character, I can't get my head back. Number eight, Scruff is an amazing site. And you should tell people about yourself. But it's not Tinder, it's not gay.com, and it's not your fucking dissertation. God damn, what is it with all of these fucking story-long descriptions that you want everyone to know about? You do realize that people don't look at those. I mean, I skip over them. And more importantly, what are you doing? That's what you want your first impression to be to people? That you have all these needs and wants and desires and stories and, like, and you're telling it on scruff? Let me give you an example of what I mean. Flip, flip, flip. Ooh, he's hot. Six-something, 100 or 200-something pounds whatever age, single, top, bottom, and then this. One day in May of 1914, a Russian prince arrives in London. He is there to visit his aunt and uncle, the Earl and Countess of Walden. Only a few knew a real purpose for King Oslo's trip, to work out a treaty with the highest importance that faced the independence of the war with Germany. While men negotiated, Linda Walden prepares for her daughter Charlotte's presentation at court. Beyond this protection affords by the Walden mansion, lurks an anarchist sworn to murder the prince, a fascist whose secret hold over Linda empowers him to destroy her private world as well as threaten the trip and the balance of the world. That, ladies and gentlemen was a reading from the Reader's Digest Condensed Books from 1982. And some people have profiles like that that they believe are that exciting and that fucking long. And I totally agree that you should not sell yourself short and you should definitely describe things about yourself. But some of you need to learn that this is not your dissertation or your genealogic study or your horoscope. What the fuck is this? And is that going to make me want to suck your dick more? Nope. Take a minute right now. Go look. 
and edit your profile. If you've seen the movie Birdcage, you'll remember there's a scene where they're editing the house or remodeling it to make it more heterosexual because the girl's parents are coming. One of the designers puts up this giant cross and the son or father says, are we having a crucifixion? And he says, no, but they gave it to us for free and they threw in these books. And the son immediately says, don't add. Don't add to your profile, okay? People don't need to know all that information if all they're gonna do is come over and suck your dick. Number nine, relax. Not everybody feels like using grammar on scruff or via text. Don't get so fucking sensitive about it. I know how to do very well grammar, but I hated texting. And so to me, I just occasionally will use proper grammar, but sometimes I don't. But don't make a big fucking deal about it. Remember, this is an online hookup site or an online dating site. And I'll tell you what, my mouth skills, ass, and cock size are way better than my grammar. My teacher told me so. Number 10, who the fuck are you? Why are you such a dick? If you don't like somebody, just be a gentleman. Say, hey, thanks, appreciate it, not my type. Or you just say, hey, thanks, and you don't say anything more. Why do people have to be all mean and say these things and just like act like such assholes to people? You know, it doesn't feel good to be rejected, and I hope that you never have to feel that. But unfortunately, some people do try not to be such a dick about it. I had a friend who literally, anytime somebody would reject him, he would reply back, you're an asshole, all this different shit and whatnot, and then he'd block them. And when we started going out in San Francisco, he'd be like, oh shit, there's that guy that I was a dick to, and I blocked him. I learned very early on when I came out, it is better to be nice, have friends, than be somebody's enemy. You don't want a whole bunch of enemies in the world hating you because you never know when you might see them or if you might need their help. Number 10, I'm a wolfer. Relax. What is so bad about somebody saying that you're attractive? And I know, sometimes I have Tourette's wolfing, sometimes I have Alzheimer's wolfing, and I haven't remembered that I had wolfed you before. Take a pill. It's okay. All people are trying to do is tell you that you're good looking or that you're hot. What's so bad about that? And if it bothers you that much, just block me. But I'm always so amazed that people get upset that somebody says, you're pretty good looking or I like you. People, 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 remember, this is a hookup slash dating site that is on the internet that the Republicans believed was created by Al Gore and that Avenue Q said was only used for porn. Relax. Yet, if I wolf you twice, you get all butt hurt. But yet, you're two clicks away from seeing someone's dick. Relax. Number 12. Oh God, this one's so annoying. It could almost be number one. When you send somebody a, a message and you don't have a picture. When you say that you want a face picture and you don't have a face picture. When you ask for a dick pic and you don't have a dick pic. This is a trade economics, let's consider. Back in the prairie days, if you didn't have money, you needed to trade something to get your goods. Let's think of it like that. You trade, I'll trade. Number 13, stop fucking using pictures with your sister, mother, girlfriend, niece, baby. God damn it. This is not christianmingle.com, people. This is I want to fuck you up the ass.com. That's where you put pictures of you as a man. This is a site for boys and boys. This is a site for men and men, not for females. You know, maybe you could post those on your ourdailyprayer.org. 
not the site that has my dick ready to show you in two clicks. Number 14, take that fucking cross off. God damn it. I'm still amazed that there's gays out there who wear cross necklaces. And I get it. Some of it's cultural. Some of it is that you've had it since you were a kid. And it's just kind of something you wear. But let me tell you something. When you're on top of me and you're fucking me, there's nothing exciting about seeing a cross hitting you in the face. And gold. Or you're sucking my cock and Jesus is near my balls. Oh, and I like saying a prayer because you were good. But I don't like to be reminded to say a prayer because Jesus is right there. Dear Jesus, can you tell what's his name that's on top of me? That this is about me getting fucked and not being reminded that I need to go to confession and get Eucharist on Sunday? Amen. Now, a little segue. I once wanted to create a website for lesbians that was like Scruff, and it was going to be called Scissor. Now, heed my warning. If you steal that, I will find you, and I'm going to rip up your copyright, and I'm going to kick you in the fucking ass. The site would be called Scissor, and when they're waiting for pictures to upload, it would show scissors cutting. And the intro song would be, Are you ready to scissor? Followed by, Come to my window. Remember, I was going to create this for lesbians, so of course it would have an MMA announcer and Melissa Etheridge as the theme song. And I think I'll wrap it up with the last rule. I'm a 47-year-old man. I haven't needed a babysitter in 47 years. My mother didn't raise a fool. So, if you want to monitor when you're online, you go ahead. It's all you, babe. If you need to monitor when I'm online, you need to find somewhere else to go, baby. And we just met and you already had these ideas of what I need to do and how you're going to make sure that I do them. And you don't want me online, so you're just going to go on and check every now and then to make sure that I'm not online. I'd like to introduce you to something. You'll probably be hearing it a lot. Hello? Hello? Yeah, you're going to be hearing a lot of dial tone because I am playing that game. Crickets, whatever you call it. You're going to be hearing a lot of dead noise because I'm not playing that game, kids. You don't know me. I don't know you. You monitor your own activity. You be an adult. I'll be one too. And you can take this to your bank and cash it. I can take more dick than you can ever give me and I can give more dick than you can handle. That's for sure. And if some of these concepts are hard for you to wrap your brain around, how about this one? Don't go chasing waterfalls. Please stick to the lakes and the rivers that you're used to. Because to get privileges like that, you need to be a member. And I'm like a black card. There's spending limits and there's membership activity that is required for you to have those privileges. Oh, and you can tell me you want to be my husband. But not today, Satan. Not today. And if you want to find somebody that you can do that with, you should go to Utah. There's lots of gentlemen there that are very interested in a mission. They're called elders. They go and they celebrate all the different things they're doing to find salvation. I'm a 47-year-old man. I'm my own salvation. So, fuck you. And if you're a gay gentleman that falls in the 28% class of retarded, idiot, stalker, growing daily, and create fake profiles to stalk people on a site, trying to see maybe what I'm doing, trying to get me to say something, I have a couple questions for you. What do you think you're going to find? You created a fake profile and you're pretending to be somebody else. And so 
I mean, what do you really think you're going to find out? Number two, why are you doing that? Do you think there's going to be this amazing revelation and the person's going to come up to you and be like, Oh my God, I'm so glad that you had a fake profile and you, you helped me. Oh, it's a miracle, Jesus. No, they're going to be like, Motherfucker, back the fuck up. Who are you? You're a fucking psycho case who's trying to trick people into either being something or saying something that they might not even do or do do. But you're not even being yourself. When we last left you, Paul, our new scruff crush, had built this huge wooden horse and placed it outside the gates of Troy. He offered it up to the gods and pretended that he had given up the battle. Then he sailed away. Secretly, though, he had collected the best warriors and placed them inside of the horse. The Trojans fell for the trick and brought the horse in through their gates. As night fell, the Greeks came out of the Trojan horse and opened up the gates and assembled the rest of the army and killed all the Trojans and won the battle. Girl, it's fucking scruff. Break down the horse. Maybe go get some fresh air. Maybe go outside and put that screen down. Are you okay? I don't know, but I can tell you one thing. Creating a fake profile and trying to talk to the person that you're like or dating or whatever is not gonna get you anywhere and it's not gonna get you in a better spot in your relationship. So if you're there, maybe it's time to have that as a conversation with the person and not create a fake profile. Or maybe you should just go. Yeah, that's a good one too. And sadly, I think that's all the music that I can copyright infringe in one podcast. So, again, thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed this. Remember your etiquette and tell a friend, write a review, and subscribe. This is a Mo story. I hope that you have a good week, and I look forward to talking to you next week.